Welcome back to the Replace Your Mortgage Podcast. My name is David Dutton. Glad you're here. Today I'm talking to Michael about the topic of interest rates. And a lot of people have been taught by their mortgage expert to get a fixed rate mortgage. And it sounds good. And we call them rate chasers. They lock it in. And But then all of a sudden we come on the scene and we're talking about using a home equity line of credit to pay off your home faster with a variable interest rate. And it scares the crap out of people. We're going to talk about that today, and we're going to give you some examples of uh, comparisons from a HELOC and a mortgage and, and that type of thing. So let's get started. Hi, this is Stephanie and Edmund from Pennsylvania. We have saved over $60,000. Greg from New York. My wife and I will pay off our home in about five years. Andy from Washington State. My wife and I will pay off our home in under 10 years. My wife and I paid off our home in 13 months. Hello, my name is Matt Workman from lovely North Carolina. Since we started this journey over two years ago, our family has paid $76,421 using the Replace Your Mortgage System. Hi, my name is David Dutton, co-founder of ReplaceYourMortgage.com, where we teach homeowners and soon-to-be homeowners how to pay off their home on average of five to seven years using their current level of income and how to stop making the banks richer. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad you're here. Let's get started. All right, Michael, let's talk about, I I think probably one of people's biggest fears when they talk about, when they start engaging us uh, for help on getting a HELOC is interest rates. And like, like I said, it scares people because you hear variable and it's like, uh, and immediately just I think it's in people's DNA. They think the sky's falling. You know, they probably some of the people depend on when you're born. They probably think about the 1980s and all these things. So let's talk about that. What are what's the pluses, minuses, all that? Well, one is it's how people are campaigned to um, when it comes to interest rates and, and fixed interest rates. Um, you know, it's it's we allude to one catastrophic event to justify why we should always do something a certain way and, and assume that if we, just because of that one catastrophic, catastrophic event, we want to eliminate that from ever happening again. So we also eliminate all the other positives from happening again over the alternative. You know, it's, if you take a medication, right, it's going to fix one problem, but it may create other symptoms of other, other issues. You know, if you take too much Tylenol, you can overdose on Tylenol, right? So, I mean, it, there's... There's pros and cons to it, and we've been campaigned to as a general public to think that uh, fixed interest rates is going to uh, eliminate this potential catastrophic events of interest rates going through the roof, which did happen in the early 80s. You know, you had the Bank of uh, Republic Bank of Texas, which was the largest bank at the time, uh, fold. It would be the equivalent of today's Bank of America or Chase or, you know, one of those large institutions folding. Um and that, that was kind of the, the, the start of the savings and loan crisis, and interest rates did uh, skyrocket. Now they've kind of put regulations in place where if interest rates do increase, they can only increase at a certain cap per year. Um, some banks even put a, a lifetime cap on, on their variable lines. But What, what is that federal cap? 2%. Depends on state. Some states are lower, but the federal cap is 2%. Um, and back to the original point is, we are campaigned to and marketed to to focus on interest rate. Why? Because it's a low number. But what that's really doing is distracting us from total interest paid. 
So if you get a really low rate, and I've, I've talked about this a lot, I'll give you two scenarios. Let's say you have a $300,000 mortgage at 3% and you have a $200,000 mortgage at 4%. Now let's assume everything else is equal, right? Same time period. Which one do you think you're gonna pay more interest on? Well, it's actually the lower interest rate because it has a higher balance. 300,000 at 3% is $9,000 a year in interest. Where at $200,000 mortgage balance on a 4% interest rate is $8,000 a year of interest. So you would have assumed because we've been campaigned to that the lower interest rate means lower interest paid. Well, it's not the case because balance is a big factor in that. Now let's use another scenario. Let's say you have uh, everything equal, but now let's change time. Let's go from a 30 year to a 15, but let's also change the interest rate. So you got a $300,000 mortgage at 3% and you have a 300,000, oh, and that's on a 30 year term. And then you have a $300,000 mortgage at 5% on a 15 year term. Which one do you think you're going to pay more interest on? General public would say, well, obviously the 5% interest rate because it's a higher interest rate. That's false. You're actually going to pay more interest on the 3% because time is very important to, in dictating how much interest you're going to pay. So in order to extract money from the general public, we have been marketed to and campaigned to to focus on the lowest numbers, which is payment, monthly payment, and interest rate. And, tip, and sometimes even closing costs. You hear these commercials all the time. You know, our closing costs at this lender is low. We have this interest rate. And on a $300,000 mortgage, that means your payment is this. Why? They're selling the American dream of home ownership, right? And, and as Americans, we focus on what can we, we cram in our monthly budget. So instead of the Europeans and Australians looking at, wow, that's a $250,000 house. But if I finance it this way, it's really a $450,000 house. No way. I'm not buying it because it's not worth four hundred fifty. dollars That's how they think. As Americans, here's how we think. That's a $250,000 house. It's a $1,200 payment. I can fit that in my budget. And then we don't think about anything else. We don't think about the total interest paid. Well, time and balance is far more important than interest rate. So just kind of give you two scenarios uh, when it comes to a HELOC and a mortgage. So let's say you have a mortgage of $150,000, a 30-year term, 4.5%. Your payment is $760 a month. The total interest that you're going to pay on that $150,000 home is $123,600 over a 30-year period. So you're not really paying $150,000 for the house. You're paying $273,610 for the house. You're paying $123,000 of interest. So think of it this way. You're buying one house for you and one for the bank. The bank gets theirs for free because they financed it, right? So now let's look at it from a HELOC perspective because there's two different strategies here. A mortgage is a payment strategy that we'll talk about in another podcast, and a HELOC is a cash flow strategy. So we're just repositioning the debt and restructuring the debt so it's more efficient, and we're going to treat the HELOC like an operating account. Same debt, 150000 But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give the HELOC a higher interest rate. So I can create this disadvantage. Now, another thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make, say that it's a variable rate. Now, when you tell the general public that it's variable, what do they immediately assume when it comes to variable? What are the interest rates going to do if you have a variable interest rate oh, loan? They're going to skyrocket. They're going to go up, I right? Mean, they're not even going to creep up. They're yeah. going to skyrocket. And that's not even the definition. Right. Now, here we are in 2018, and we've seen to curb for inflation. The economy's getting better. We have seen interest rates go up, right? Uh, over the last two years, they've kind of creeped up a little bit, but they creep up a quarter to a half a percent uh, in, in a given year. They're not skyrocketing. The, the economy can't handle that. 
so here's what I'm going to, that's not the definition of variable. Variable means it can go up or down. So let's take it, for instance, the folks in 2005 and 2006 who got on variable mortgages or variable rate HELOCs. They didn't get off of those anytime soon because it wasn't until 2015 that interest rates started creeping up again. So they, for 10 years, their interest rates went down and flatlined at roughly three to three and a quarter percent. You assuming they didn't get an intro. So they didn't want to touch those. Now imagine all those people that got a fixed rate of five and a half percent back in 2005. They were paying two and a half points higher than all those idiots that got a variable, right? And I say idiots in quotation. So who, who really was the idiot there? But let's just say, assume that this is a variable rate HELOC, which there are some fixed rate HELOCs. We talked about that in the past. There are banks that offer fixed rate HELOCs, but let's assume this is a variable. And let's also assume that we're going to go agree with the general public that the rates don't just go down, they always go up. And let's say they always go up by half a point every single year. Which, by the way, if you go to replaceyourmortgage.com forward slash discover, uh, well, you can go to our calculator page, there's that. But when you actually book a call with us, um, we always factor in a half a percent already like mm-hmm. we just do that like we just assume it's going to go up just so we're taking a path of least interest. resistance that's totally. you're already thinking that so fine we'll give you that and we'll still show you how the math proves out better uh so we're going to assume the interest rates go up always at a half a point every single year which is not the case they do go down in, in some cases in fact i think in the next three years we're going to see rates start plummeting again because we're going to uh, get going into a recession so with the HELOC, again, it's a cash flow strategy. So let's say this household income is five grand, right? It's $150,000 balance. Let's say the household's making five grand. They have 2,500 a month going out in expenses outside of the house, right? So this is food, um, clothing, vacation, groceries, uh, entertainment, eating out, uh, et cetera. So they got 2,500 going out outside of the house. Well, that's gonna take them 71 months which is a one month shy of six years to pay off that $150,000 and they're going to pay $27,000 of interest versus on the mortgage, $123,000 of interest. Now they're not making any more. They're not making any less. They're not spending any more. They're not spending any less. Same scenario. Same scenario. In fact, I gave the HELOC a higher rate and I even gave it a higher rate every single year because it's going to increase where the mortgage was a fixed rate. You still almost saved $100,000 of interest and 24 years of your life shackled in debt. Now, that's scenario one. You want me to get into scenario two, something you know, higher balance. One thing I'll, I'll mention, and and I know I've talked to enough consumers. I know that they see this, but they, again, until they just don't, until we start educating people, they don't know that there's other options, but mm-hmm. by law on your loan estimate, it has um, total interest paid. And I think people from what I've talked to have seen that number, but again, they're like, uh, what do I do with that? But mm-hmm. it'll say, I mean, the one we saw saw the other day, I think it was like a four point something interest rate, but it said total interest rate uh, was like 77%. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you call it? The uh, total interest percentage. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so they see that it's right there in your loan document. We didn't make it up. It's in every single one of them, but it's required by law. But um, And, and that's their cover your butt document, right? That that's the government and the lender saying, 
on the third page, not on the first page. The first page is the interest rate and the payment and the balance, right? <laughs> good point. So I didn't that's think on about the first page. Yeah. On the third page, after you've turned over a couple pages and now you're, you're mind numbed and whatnot, and you're just going through stuff, that's where in the middle of the page they have total interest percentage. That is their cover your butt document but for saying, just so we're clear, we are winning big time because we're giving you this low fixed rate over a 30-year period. This is how much you're actually going to pay. And it even got clear, what, in 2008, like Dodd-Frank or something, or you know better than I do, but like it, it got even more clear on that document, even though it's still on page three, but it's like it's still covered up and all yeah, that. Yeah, the it's law like, passed in 2008, Dodd-Frank, but in 2014 is when they started coming out with a loan estimate. That's what it is, yeah, yeah, yeah the new. Yeah, when they actually yeah. started implementing it. Um, which was a disaster. But anyways, they took a good faith estimate and instead of making it simpler, they made it three pages instead of one page. Right. Um, but long story sh short is that the total interest percentage is basically how much interest you're paying on that debt as a percentage. And it's, it's telling the consumer, yeah, you might be getting four and a half, but you're really paying 77%. Now, if we eliminate the four and a half and we put more focus on the 77% and started shopping that around, well, then we would start winning, right? Then right. we could start paying less in interest. But we, we've ignored it, even though the government has forced the lenders to put it in our face, so to speak, on the back of the third page. Right. You know, it, it's out there so that if we ever came back and said, I was unknowing, I didn't know. Yeah, you did. It's in the document. You should have read it. You signed it. It's right there. So they're telling us we're getting screwed. We're just not listening. Yeah. All right, what's this other scenario? All right, another scenario. So let's do 300,000 because some folks listening say, well, that's on 150 grand. Well, what if it was 300 grand? So let's double it. Same same interest rate for the mortgage is 4.5%, which I looked at interest rates before this, somewhere around 4.5% on a 30-year term, uh, which, by the way, if you look at the HELOC rates right now, there's some great HELOC rates out right, there. Absolutely. I mean, depending on you know loan to value, credit score, and things of that nature, I've seen some as low as prime minus 1.01. .01. Um, I've seen some fixed rates down into the threes. Um, yeah, so the intro rates, there's some uh, some banks that have like 12-month intro rates of 1.99. So I'm just because I'm using a scenario that gives a HELOC a disadvantage at a higher rate is not always the case. There are a lot of HELOCs out there that have lower rates right now, even fixed rates that are lower than the fixed rate mortgages. The, the cons uh, average consumer just doesn't know. So 4.5% on a mortgage. Your payment's $1,520 a month, no matter what. Don't care if you lose your job, whatever. Uh, somebody gets sick, guess what? They're Joe Pesci. Blank you, pay me, right? Mm -hmm. It's $1,520 a month. Um, so on a 30-year mortgage at 4.5% on a $300,000 bounce, you're going to pay $247,000 of interest. So when it's all said and done, you're going to pay $547,000 for this $300,000 house. Now, it, ask, because it's going to be worth that. That's what I was about to say. Ask any realtor in town. All right, I'm buying this three hundred thousand dollar house now, Mister Mrs. Realtor. I need you to tell me at what point is this house going to be worth five hundred and fifty? How long will you be in the grave by the time like it yeah, will, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm 40, if I'm forty years old, you know, so thirty years from now I'd be seventy, right. right? So I'm looking to make a rate of return on this investment thirty years from now. If it's if that house appreciates to the point where it's worth over five hundred and fifty thousand, it's doubled in value. Now, in some markets, that could happen. In other markets, it's almost impossible that that is not going to happen. And we have to think of this as some type of an investment, right? Because that's what we've been told. It's called real estate investing, right? Right. <laughs> so, at what point is this real estate 
that we've invested in going to pay off for us. Well, if we finance it this way, it may never. It's it's now become a liability because we didn't use it effectively. So now let's switch it to a HELOC, $300,000 HELOC. Again, I'm going to give it a higher rate, 5%. I'm also going to say it's variable and that rates never go down. Let's assume that they always go up at a half a point. And you've got now 10000 because if you got a $300,000 house, you shouldn't have $5,000 household income, right? Let's say it's $10,000 household income, $5,000 of expenses. And again, those expenses are outside, and we've got a video on our website that tells you how to use our calculator. You don't want to put the mortgage payment in there because if you're replacing your mortgage, stop paying the mortgage company. Right. Nice. <laughs> you shouldn't yes. have a mortgage payment on top. So these are expenses that are, again, household expenses, eating out, entertainment, vacation, et cetera. It's going to take 71 months because all we did was we doubled the income, but we also doubled the debt. So it's the same time period, but let's talk about the total interest paid. So now you're going to pay $54,000 of interest on that HELOC over a 71-month period, month period versus $247,000. So almost $200,000 of wasted interest. So what could you do with an extra $200,000 in your pocket if it was invested in the appropriate fashion? I was going to say, I'm, I don't know, like maybe build wealth. Yes. You know, actual like getting the middle class to actually build wealth, yeah, and putting more money in their pocket and for opportunities and that type of thing. So, yeah. anything you want, it's 200 grand, yeah, I mean, it, it's a big deal that, yeah. that you're saving, and not to mention time. It's you know, you're talking 24 years of you know, freeing yourself from the shackles of debt, so 24 years is a big deal, mm -hmm. especially when you're debt free. By the way, uh, the people listening, uh, I encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, um, and probably one of the top videos, but there's a video. It's one of our most popular ones of Michael. We filmed Michael calling a mortgage company and uh, I'm dying to spoil it for you um, um, because the ending is hilarious. Um, and uh, for, um, well, just, yeah, just hilarious for both parties, but uh, Michael had the mortgage person, um, they were talking about variable interest rates and, and versus paying off the home. And it, it's hilarious. Go to our YouTube channel or just go to YouTube, type in replace your mortgage. You'll see it and you'll see that video. And I encourage you, it's like eight minutes long. Just listen to it because that is where you're getting your mortgage advice. That is where you're getting your financing uh, advice. And, you know, Michael basically schools the guy. And at the end, he says, you know, this is genius. You know, it's ingenious or whatever. So, but the joke at the end is hilarious. So um, go check that out. So let me ask you this. I know somebody's going to be asking this. They, I know they already do already because uh, I see Facebook comments. What if I just pay an extra payment? Yeah. Or two. And you can. Yeah. You know, that's fine. And that's, you know, you're playing it safe. But understand, no different than investing, right? If you ask your financial planner, look, I want to get an investment that's super safe. I never lose money. What's the trade-off? All right. You're not going to gain as much. Yeah. You, yeah. you got a lower rate of return, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could pay extra on your mortgage and that's that's going to speed it up. Absolutely. I mean, Dave Ramsey talks about that. Pay extra on your mortgage or even you know do a 15-year uh, mortgage. Don't finance anything over 15 years. So yeah, you will no, definitely, no doubt, pay it off faster. But if you paid extra, on, let's say you did bi-weekly payments on a 30-year mortgage, you'll get it paid off in 24 and a half years, not 71 months. Right. Okay, let's say you doubled down. You'll get it paid off in about 14 and a half to 15 years, not 71 months. And here's the other thing that people don't put a value on, a dollar amount, especially the haters of this. How much value are you placing on liquidity? Because if you pay extra on a mortgage, when you put money in because a mortgage is a one-way street, 
It's gone. Get it out. Try Forever. to get it out. Yeah. Call it, Bank of America. You can get it out, but you're going to have to pay thousands of dollars in a refinance to get it out. Or guess what you would have to do? Get a HELOC. Right. <laughs> on top of your mortgage in order to access the equity that you paid down. So there's there's no liquidity. And a mortgage is designed to be that way. It's designed to segregate income. It's meant to be illiquid so that it forces you to put money in a deposit account like a CD, money market, savings, and checking. So it was never created to be consumer friendly. It was created to segregate your income. So if you pay extra, that's fine. Let's say somebody had the ability to put every single penny above and beyond their expenses into their mortgage. Right. They, and, and people sometimes they argue that. Oh yeah, they do. You've had people argue oh, that. Absolutely. Well, why couldn't every I just pay- single dollar, every single penny of your paycheck goes in? That's what he's saying. Yeah. And, and couldn't I compete with a HELOC? The answer is yes. Yeah, you could. I mean, the only way to pay down principal is pay down principal. Uh, HELOC is not a fix-all for everybody. It's not a magical pill. We're, we're paying down principal because we're we're confidently putting all of our income and resources to it because we know that we're liquid. That if something were to happen, things were to hit the fan, we have access to that money. And opportunity. It, exactly. Opportunity. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't capitalize on that opportunity, what's it called? It's called a lost opportunity cost. So, yeah, the argument is I put every single penny into that mortgage. Could you compete with the same time period? Yeah. So let's say it took seven years if you put every single penny into the mortgage versus every single penny into the HELOC. You know, roughly the same time period. So you're no, there's no, you ain't going to Whole Foods. Nowhere. You ain't, you ain't taking the kids to Disney World. Nothing. No surprises whatsoever. You're not that putting is, gas in your car. No. I mean, you, you literally, it would be the most terrifying 71 months of my life. <laughs> right. Yeah. So people don't put a value on liquidity, and it's very important. I mean, you have your own yeah. testimony about liquidity. Well, yeah, and I'll share it real quick. Um, two, two, two things I'll, I'll share on this. One is, so we we've got a we started with a hundred dollar challenge, and uh, now it's up to a thousand. I still we hadn't talked about this. I debated about giving away ten thousand dollars because if we're going to give away a thousand, might as well give away ten. Mm-hmm. But we have a challenge. Uh, it's mostly for loan officers, but it's really for anybody because we have haters every now and then on uh, when we run ads. They'll be like, oh, this is a scam or <laughs> make extra payments or whatever. Things that and people... And they never would, even click on it to investigate no. what it actually teaches. Oh, no, no, no. Some forget. people argue against it because they see a headline and not even realize they're they're actually making our point if they would just click on it and read I know, and investigate. It's a true story. I mean, we if people see what we see behind the scenes, but... So we started giving away $100 if people would get on. Uh, now we have this podcast. Get on the podcast with us. Uh, right now we have hundreds. Hopefully as we grow, we'll have thousands of people listen to this podcast. Get on a podcast episode and just debate. Debate us. And we'll pay you $100. We just have to we get to record it. That's the only catch. The only small print uh, is uh, we'll pay you 100 bucks and get on it, record it. And so because people will blast us in the comment section, Nobody took us up on it. Then we went to three hundred, then five hundred, and we're at a thousand. And we have yet to get somebody to come on and debate us um, on showing us that, that a mortgage, any mortgage in the United States, can actually be a HELOC uh, in the same scenario. And the reality is, it they they can't. I mean, if you're doing normal stuff, I mean, you still got to have. Uh, you still got to eat. I mean, yeah. you can't. You can go in there and say, "I'm not going to live on any of my paycheck for seven years." It's just not going to happen. Like that's stupid. We're not. There's that, a but. reason why 94 percent of Americans do a 30 year mortgage instead of a 15. They don't have the discipline to pay extra. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there, and I, I don't to a certain degree, I don't blame them 
Yeah. Because things do happen. 2008 does happen. I mean, mm-hmm. totally. Uh, in our book, I mean, it's it's an open book of what happened to me in 2008. Liquidity is a very valuable thing to have. So by paying extra, you have trapped your funds in the bank's coffers indefinitely. Absolutely. Couple uh, two two more thoughts on this. One is I, I I'm really visual, and so when I think about things, I just see pictures and movies in my brain, and and. I always describe this as like sharpening your axe. You can totally get a 30-year mortgage and and make extra payments and be okay. Just like I like your, your example of, dude, you can get a conservative investment. You can put your uh, money in a money market and get hardly anything, mm-hmm. but it ain't probably going to go anywhere. Yeah, you're probably going to have that. Up yeah, to you're 250 lose. grand, you're not going to lose. Absolutely. But you can go in and just sharpen your axe. And then again, this is not for everybody. There's very uh, go back and listen to the other other episodes on who benefits from a HELOC, who should actually get a HELOC. Go listen to those other episodes. But you can go in if you're going to go chop down that tree, sharpen your freaking axe when you go out there, and you sharpen your axe in this case by getting a home equity line of credit. The other thing, the other thing I'll I'll talk about is my scenario real quick. Um, we paid off our home, uh, I don't know, I think it was like maybe May of last year, 2017, I believe, and and I saw this house across the street. It looked like a freaking haunted house, looked like a dead body. You would find <laughs> a dead body in there. It was terrible. And I live in a normal neighborhood. Then just this house just went to garbage. Long story short, found out in the newspaper is going to be foreclosed on. I had four days, four days to actually raise $167,000. Because I had, so I can't go get a loan. Bottom line is, I couldn't go get a loan. I didn't have time. And bottom line is, I went, because I had a HELOC, I was able to pull out $100,000 out of my HELOC. That's what I had at the time. And then I, I'd use a little bit of, I think, my emergency fund or whatever, and um, and filled in the rest. But because I was able to do that, I bought that home for in four days for 167000 I put four, a little bit, almost fourteen grand into it in two weeks. And we're renting it out at fifteen fifty a month right now, but I could sell it in this market for two hundred thirty thousand dollars. Could never have done that with a thirty year mortgage. If that's all that happens, if I mm-hmm. didn't even pay off my home as quick as we teach, it's still worth it. Yeah, I just I'm, I could pull out forty or fifty grand to put on other things right now if I mm-hmm. wanted to. I could sell it this week if I wanted to. So, so your lost opportunity cost is that fifteen fifty a month cash flow. Yes. You know, had you not done that, your cost would have been fifteen fifty a month cash flow opportunity or the equity difference of, of flipping that property of what, forty, fifty grand? Yep. You know, so that's that's a pretty high cost and a lost opportunity had you not been structured the appropriate way. So it's like instead of necessarily like the skies falling, you know, like with the variable interest rates and stuff, look at lost opportunity costs like mm-hmm. we're talking about. There's a whole other flip side you have to uh, think about and also think about like that one scenario where it's like $200,000. What would happen if you had an extra $200,000 in your lifetime? Well, a lot of people would actually have a retirement. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't have a freaking retirement. The average 401k is what was something like 80 grand or something. Yeah. Like it was like really small and it was like scary. I'm like, is that, I mean, I can't believe that was legit, but listen, we're going to wrap this up. Couple thoughts. Um, go check out the past episodes. Um, start at the beginning. Make sure you subscribe because we are coming out with success stories. We're interviewing clients. Uh, we've got recorded discovery calls. If you want to know if a HELOC will make sense to you uh, for, for your situation, uh, download our book. 
check out our YouTube channel. Uh, and whenever you're ready, there's no pressure. Book a call. It's free. It's 45 minutes. It will change your life. Uh, you can get a glimpse. If you listen to some of the episodes, you can get a glimpse of what your call will be like. And um, we're happy to help you. Um, you know, this is a, a mission for us and uh, we're in it with you. I mean, Michael and I are doing exactly what we're teaching our clients and we have, um, um, you know, well over a thousand clients doing this now. So this is not our first rodeo. We do this four or five times every day. Uh, and so uh, anyway, glad you're here. I'm glad you uh, hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you got any questions, then reach out to us. We're happy to answer. And if you want to take us up on our thousand dollar challenge, listen, if you want to do that uh we would be excited to have you on and we will if you prove to us that uh your mortgage will be a heloc then we'll fedex you a thousand dollars uh overnight and um uh, for doing so so anyway take care and god bless Hey, before you go i want to send you a free video on how my family and i are leveraging one single heloc and turning that into five rental properties, which will replace my wife's income. And I wanna send that to you for free. The only thing we ask, the only catch, if you wanna call it a catch, is we want you to leave an honest review about this podcast, what you think about it. If you'll go to replaceyourmortgage.com, scroll to the bottom, just click on podcast, and leave us a review of uh, whatever your thoughts are, and just subscribe to the channel. I'm gonna send that to you right to your email. Anyone can apply this, and it's a great way to build wealth. I think you're really going to like it. So uh, just go to replaceyourmortgage.com, click on podcast at the bottom, and go from there. All right, take care. God bless.